Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Homo Sapiens. And welcome to a really fun episode we've got for you today, the wonderful Bobby Box. Now, Bobby is a sex and relationships writer. Is that right, Bobby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Bobby. Who is doing the most amazing stuff around breaking taboos around queer sex really in this way that is really relatable and I think what is so exciting about Bobby is that it is without shame you know and it's about creating a space to talk about sex uh, without shame and Bobby's done it if you don't follow Bobby it's at by Bobby Box on Instagram. Uh, what a treat we've got in store for you because we're going to be talking to Bobby. And also what we're going to be doing, listeners, is we put out questions for you lot of things that you are afraid to ask about. And we're going to take them to Bobby, if that's okay with you, Bobby. Um, of we're going to lift the lid on all our shame and we're going to be floating by the end of it. I can tell you right now. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Bobby. Thank you so much. I'm actually I'm very thrilled to be here. I haven't done a podcast in a while, so it's good to be back. Oh, brilliant. And do you know, it's really funny because I, in my preparation for this conversation, I was listening to an interview on a podcast with you and you said that you were really yearning for a resource of what to do when you came out as queer. And is that what the app by Bobby Box account on Instagram became? Yeah. So what happened was I've only been out for roughly five or six years. So people assume I've been like a career queer, like I've been out forever because of what I do. (laughs) But the reason why I'm doing what I do was because when I did come out, I was like, what am I like? I literally have no resource whatsoever right now. The Mm. only resource I have are friends who have sex regularly, but like they don't know the proper safety because they weren't taught either. So Mm. they just went through, you know, our only resource, which is finding out for ourselves or watching porn which obviously is not a realistic depiction of how sex actually is no um i can tell you that firsthand yeah well (laughs) the best comparison i ever heard to that was learning about sex through porn is like learning how to drive watching fast and the furious movies (laughs) do you know what i mean like that's not how you drive that's just like you know it's yeah it's very accurate because it's all like i don't don't know I, i just i knew anal sex was not as comfortable as they made it seem so i was like Okay. And straight up, you know, already you're into a whole thing of like, well, okay, if it's not as comfortable as it seems on in porn or whatever, like you're doing it wrong and you don't know what you're doing. And 
And it's really sex and conversation are not things that weave together very well. So in that moment where you're about to have sex, it's I know that I certainly have always found it hard to talk about it. I haven't spoken about it, to be blunt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've never had conversations in in a kind of one night stand sense. And even in right. relationships, you know, not a lot of chatting. And I think that everybody here feels there's so much shame around sex, isn't there? Yes. And even me, like this was my actual job was like sex education and writing about sex and everything. And my first like long-term gay relationship we never talked about sex Mm, really yeah and it was somewhat of an issue like there were it wasn't as good as it could have been and i know that communication could have helped Mm. but there was like the whole i don't want to like hurt their feelings or do you know all of that so Mm. i've since grown beyond that and learned how to have those discussions but like also it got to the point where it was like are you going to read my articles maybe (laughs) (laughs) they're available it's a small subscription fee i can get you a discount but isn't it funny that talking about sex is perceived as a passion killer yeah because Mm. i think it's something that sex is so deeply personal and vulnerable and it's always we're all expected to just know what we're doing like Mm -hmm. it's just nobody's really our sex education system i don't know in america north america at least is absolutely horrible the Mm. all the only reason we uh discuss it at all is for procreation Mm. so it's like you don't really get taught how to have sex you get taught what sex does or that you could get an sti from it it's like fear tactics and then it's uh there's no such thing as pleasure-based sex education in our school system yeah that's so true and i feel like we'll look back on it in the way that like there wasn't dentistry in the 1500s right and now we're like whoa uh it's but you're in toronto right yes and you're wearing a spice girls t-shirt i think it's really important to share that i figured it was uh yeah it was worth doing they were my victoria beckham was like my first didn't know if she was a crush or i wanted to be her turns out it was the latter so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i had a similar thing with tom cruise and elizabeth shoe in cocktail i was like Mm -hmm. which one i love them both but i don't know which one quite i came down on the side of tom cruise (laughs) right we all (laughs) have that moment actually (laughs) yeah and then i remember that with david beckham coming into the picture i was like wait i like him too but like in a different way so it was a very interesting and you've described yourself as 80 percent gay 20 percent or 80 percent into men 20 percent into women is that right but you very much value the 20 percent that's into women and you honor it It, it, you know it's not yeah so i i find you know this is such like a cheesy thing to say but i do find that labels are kind of like very i've always found them limiting yeah because i was like who's to say someone's not going to come along to like and i'm going to be attracted to them like to say that i'm only interested in one or the other or both like it's just i like queer because i find that queer is just like yeah people want to ask about and i'm like that's all it is it's just this like it's a gray area because i'm not even it's just comfortable for me and also we're excluding people who identify as neither and all of that and actually exactly it's so tired all that stuff and yeah it's just um i I think every day i get four percent i move four percent more further away from gender at all it's like you know um, totally. it's so baked into your in your youth that you kind of always I default to it and then I'm like hang on a second um and you know hey maybe there's a Victoria Beckham in my future um are, exactly. you, still a fan, are you still a fan of Victoria Beckham oh uh, yeah I'm obsessed in a way like are you okay yeah like I 
I just I still watch like little clips that I can of her like on YouTube and mm-hmm. like the Spice Girls was like my awakening. Like when I came out to my mom, mm-hmm. she the first thing she said was, "I had a suspicion because you were obsessed with the Spice Girls." And I was like, "Yeah." Really? That's oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking backyard performances like the whole yeah, the whole nine. And would you be Victoria in those performances? Of course, I can't dance, right. so I did the least. Yeah. Mm. Just, you <laughs> yeah. just had to like point your finger and you do point that, your right? finger seductively exactly so tell me about this account because i can't remember how it popped into my life but i love your graphics it's colorful it's inviting and it's really on the nose with what it's talking about like this issue we have fucking i feel like you're going we're fucking talking about this and there is no shame here and that's that and you know here's what you need to know and it's all things like every single one of them is something i have personally experienced and i know we'll get to our listeners stuff when i shut up like uh the the things that that they experience as well and what's the feedback like from your followers and stuff honestly it's been overwhelmingly positive this has been i would say the instagram has been probably my most i'm probably most proud of it than of everything else because you know Mm. i've always written articles for websites but i never got to see people interact with it necessarily or how many views these articles got or anything so what i do Mm. is I distill a lot of what I've written and researched in articles into easily digestible bits and then put post them that people can, you know, and if you want to learn more, you could go to my article. And um, yeah, it's just been, I get so many messages like from people just, you know, from countries where being queer is illegal. And they're like, you're like my only mm. source for this kind wow. of information because I'm not, you know, like I would get arrested, you know, if I were to yeah. explore these things. So it's, you don't realize really what this type of advocacy does until people kind of reach out to you about it. And Mm. I never had that until I had the Instagram page. Yeah. And also like, I think, I don't know why, and this is totally subjective, but I feel like writing the articles that you do that are brilliant as well, there's something different about it because there's not a home for it. So what, what I love about an Instagram profile where that's being discussed is like, you can follow it you could go there and see other people's comments. So you feel like you're learning from other people to discussing it underneath, but also because of the way Instagram works, like it pops up in and out your feed. So you're constantly getting new information in and around how to release yourself from shame. And actually that's much more useful when it comes to sex than articles, which are in publications that you're probably reading for another reason. And I don't know, it's it's harder to find and, that's why I think is Instagram is so perfect for this. Yeah. And something I've found personally too, when coming out of the closet and everything and just kind of being okay with it and releasing that shame was following sex positive people so that mm. your feed is just kind of like, it's normalizing it for you without you realizing it's doing yeah. that, yeah. you know? So you're just kind of being like, Oh, so these people are okay doing this. Like, why aren't I? And yeah. it's like, it seems like everyone is because your feed is filled with that. So it kind of influences you to be a little more like that yourself, you know? Yeah absolutely so let's have a look at some of the stuff that people have written in because i feel like you are going to be such a fountain of knowledge and everyone's just going to be having brilliant sex by you know (laughs) 45 minutes so So first thing we asked everybody on the instagram all of you listeners hello i mean you do you have trouble expressing what you like in sex we asked people 63 percent of you said yes 37 percent of you said no which already fascinating i can absolutely relate for the first (laughs) 
34 years of my life, I don't think I ever said what I wanted to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still really struggle with it. I really, really struggle with it. Uh, enough of you, Chris. Let's, uh, so someone who has written in sort of to elaborate. I often find it really difficult to articulate what I want. I'm a lawyer and that isn't an issue in the rest of my life. I think in part because I lack the vocabulary and in part shame. As a gay man, it also feels as though there's more to negotiate in sex than there is for straight couples. Fascinating. Yes. What can we do about that, Bobby? Well, I've always found in my own personal experience, I found it almost easier as a gay man to um, express what I want sexually because I found that the apps were always very... uh, quite forward mm-hmm, <laughs> so it would be like like you know like a question like what are you into was like very common so you'd be like here we go yeah. you know like here like is a, is this um person speaking in terms of like in their relationship that they're having a hard time discussing so they're anonymous and they haven't actually written where what i would imagine it's not in a relationship well i've always found that talking about sex is a lot easier to do um again once you kind of expose yourself to people who talk about it and um, just kind of normalizing it to yourself. Like, I think that that's the first thing, because even if you do bring it up and you don't, you're not comfortable with it, that's going to come across. Mm. Like if it's not like a natural question, you're not, you're going to. So I honestly, I think that th- this is almost a rare case in terms of gay men, because we are so kind of open sexually and maybe to speak with people who I knew when I was kind of having a hard time speaking about sex, I surrounded myself with a lot of my uh, uh, friends are sex workers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just were like, just, they just talk about it so frankly that I was just kind of like, oh, it is actually something. Cause we've been conditioned when we were young to treat sex as something that's like, you don't talk about it. You don't, you know, when you have it, it's in, it's in private. You don't tell anyone, yeah. but like we're as queer people, we don't follow a heteronormative structure. It just doesn't make sense for us. Mm-hmm. So I think sex is something that should be on the table and um, it should be talked about. Like I wrote an article on when you should bring up uh, whether you're a top or a bottom on a date, because you know, that is something like somebody yeah. might not want to have sex, you know, like you can still make it work if you're both one or the, you know, if you're both mm. tops or bottoms, but um, I personally like to know, and I do it um, before even the date. <laughs> I'll ask Great. just flat out. I'll be like, I hope you don't mind me asking this, or if this is too personal, don't feel afraid to answer, but are you a top or a bottom? I love that preface. Yeah. And I think that that's the key, right? It's like, I don't want to cross any boundaries mm-hmm. with you. So if you're not comfortable answering, no problem at all, but let me just try to get Brilliant. that information from you. Brilliant. And I would just flag at this stage, we are not only going to talk about gay men on this, by the way, there's lots of different questions. This is for the listeners, because sometimes things, sex particularly actually can skew towards gay men and actually it's all for everyone but on that thread of what this person's writing in about i think the other thing to remember is you know what you want right let's imagine this person knows what they want so the thing we're talking the thing that we're trying to get over is getting that information across to the person you're with and nedra tawab this therapist who came on who is amazing she was talking about how do you in a much more relationship day-to-day basis she was she was like You need to just, if you're getting annoyed with your partner about something, like, can you unload the dishwasher? 
she's she's like you need to just say can you unload the dishwasher like people can get themselves really into knots about it and actually in some respects you just got to spit it out and say and i love what the way you said it which is like you kind of preface it with like if this is too much or dot 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 because you're still you're not taking the power away from the other person but you just got to get it out there and actually the as soon as you start doing it the sooner it gets better. I know for me talking about it, every time I did it, it got easier. Right. And I find uh, contextualizing it can be a lot uh, a lot more effective as well, like or easier to do. So like, say there's something you wanted to try, like you want to try pegging or anything like that. You could be like, oh, I was watching this clip the other day or, you know, anything like that. Assuming your partner's okay with you watching porn, of course. Mm. And um, you just be like, I thought it was really hot. I'd kind of would you be up for trying that out or something like that? Just mm. contextualizing it. So it doesn't seem like it's coming out of the blue. Like you just being like, listen, I have this issue or I want to try this thing. And they'll be like, Oh, that's kind of a jarring conversation. Where's this coming from? You can be like, preface it with kind of being like, I saw this hot clip and yeah, I'm interested. What I think happens with sex as well is we can catastrophize the, the no, you know what I mean? So for like, when it comes to kink stuff, I, would you, would you, describe pegging as kink or am i being too yeah. vanilla by saying yeah absolutely yeah um so pegging is where a person whatever gender or in between wears dildo to fuck someone else and mm-hmm. yeah that's what pegging is uh, and yep. so it can be that because it's a bit more niche potentially don't know like maybe everybody loves it you can catastrophize the no and i think it's like how do you gently introduce that and also introduce it as a um it's not a done it's not like a it doesn't have to be the way you two will get off if that makes any sense yeah i think that sex needs to be looked at as more much more expansive than how we see it too like i think that a lot of people see sex as penetration and that's Mm. that's it you know it's like sex can be anything like sex can be intimate touch sex can be you know it's intimacy ultimately is what what we a lot of us try to get from sex you know and I think that we all like it all boils down to I say two things. It's how we've been conditioned from our youth to think about sex and shame that comes from that. So it's always Mm. these asking about sex is always going to boil down to shame as well, because we're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm bringing this up. But One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Was it on your account? Did you share a whole thing about being a side? Yes. 
So tell me about that, because that was massive for me. Right. So sides can be any gender sexuality, but it was originated in the gay male community to describe people who, so they're not tops, they're not bottoms, they're sides. Mm -hmm. So that means they're not, they're not into penetration in any form. So they don't want to penetrate anyone and they don't want to be penetrated by anyone. So they prefer less invasive acts. So like, that'll be like making out oral sex, uh, dry humping, just like more like massage, more like intimate uh, types of play instead of, and there's so many reasons that people feel that way. Like there can be medical conditions, erectile issues, um body size can also be an issue if you've got two larger bodied people it can be difficult um yeah there's just there's so much shame all of it and i think that Mm. sides are a large underrepresented community so i try to post about them as much as possible to kind of get it out there so i had never heard the term until i read it on your profile and that was probably posted like a year ago wasn't it It Mm -hmm. quite a while ago and honestly, the penny dropped for me for so many people I have had sexual encounters with. That sounds like I've had sex with tons of people. I mean, you know, <laughs> guilty or on it? No. Um, but I mean, how interesting that it is something that I have never heard anyone speak about, but I have encountered it so much. And it's it, I, naming things is really useful, isn't it? Because then it's like, oh, it's a side. And oh, oh great. I understand, you know. Yeah. And what's wild is that this is never talked about, like the term side and like us even speaking about it originated in 2003. Like this is, and it was Dr. Joe Court, who's a psychologist and he always felt that way. And he was like, well, I need to figure out a term for it. And he basically said that he was trying to describe how he felt. Mm -hmm. And his friends were all like, well, what do you call it? And then he said he thought of a box and now there's a top, there's a bottom and then there's a side. So Mm. That's where it came from. Well, it's really interesting because do you know who I mean when I say Stephen Fry? I've heard the name. So really famous English actor, writer, one of those people who does everything and does everything brilliantly. He did this big documentary a while ago in the UK, which was about trying to interview people about who were anti being gay. I'm not getting the full concept of the show completely correct. But that was the concept of it was like him talking to people saying, you know, and he was talking to a member of a church of some description. And they were saying, well, you know, I can't abide gay men because of sodomy. And Stephen Fry was like, I'm pretty sure these I actually spoke to him about this. So I should remember but he was like, how how dare you think that that's you don't know that's the kind of sex I have I maybe I don't have that at all. And actually, it's not what I do. So now tell me your argument because you're wrong. You know, it's just so yeah. reductive and people are obsessed with the sex side of LGBT people. What they, you know, what exactly. the hell's going on behind those doors, you know? Yeah, and I know so many people who like when they come out, their family or friends are like, I'm okay with it. I just don't want to hear about the sex and stuff. Mm. And it's like, I wasn't planning on telling you, dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's not like, I wouldn't tell you if I was having sex with a woman. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. How many straight yeah. couples sit there telling their parents, but oh, yeah, we exactly. smashed the shit out of each other last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And let's talk a bit about um, if you can speak to it, because obviously it's not your personal experience, but I'm thinking about trans members of the LGBT community and asking for what they want. And I'm thinking about safety as well, you know. So I make uh, a rule for myself to not speak to like other people's experiences because I've tried once 
And a lot of the people I reached out to were like, I kind of want, would like a like trans person to be writing about this topic. And I was like, absolutely. I don't want to be stepping on any toes. I just want to put that information out there because I have the platform. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think if I ever do do something like that, I would have like a guest writer or have them tagged in it because it is, I totally understand it. And like, I understand where they're coming from, from that, because I don't understand their experiences at Mm. all. And it's like, here we go. We're having a cis white gay man talking about, you know, trans issues. Yeah. Are there any trans people who are doing stuff in this space like you that you can think of? So Tuck Malloy is um, non-binary, but they do uh, trans, just a brilliant individual. Tuck Malloy, their name is, uh, at Instagram, it's at Queer Brain Slut. And that's brilliant. their account. Yeah. And so smart, such a smart person. And we had them on our podcast. It was just so like, you know, like when you talk to those people, and you're just like, you get it. Oh, you know, I like it's, that. yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend to follow. Okay, so let's hear from someone who identifies as a woman. So for me, it's often the case that I don't quite know what I like for myself, if that makes sense. I often think, how can I tell a partner what I want from them if I'm not quite sure myself, but I've never really expressed that to myself or anybody else before? Well, fantastic, you're expressing it. Yeah. What, what do you reckon, Bobby? So I... Definitely. I love this question because I think it's something a lot of people can identify with, but are like they said, very like, you know, don't know how to express it like they they to themselves even. So mm. I think that something I learned even about myself during the pandemic was through like sex toys because I was paranoid to have sex with other people because, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen right. to us. So I really just, I relied on self-pleasure and I relied on toys. And in doing that, I actually wrote an article, how I learned to love myself through the pandemic, because it was Uh very, it was very that like, you know, I have sex toys because of my job. So, but I've never used them because I'm like, I don't have the time, you know, like I just, so I had the time all of a sudden, all I had was time (laughs) and I was, you know, exploring my body in ways that, you know, even isn't humanly possible. Like vibrators are bodies can't vibrate naturally. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So like doing things like that, like there are um, clit suction toys, there are G spot toys, there are, you know, like, and even just experimenting with those two, you could find if you're more, if you're more aroused by clitoral stimulation or vaginal or anal, do you know, mm-hmm. you don't know because the G spot can be stimulated anally as well. So yeah. there's a whole bunch of, I would recommend to find out what you like is to explore solo because when you're solo, you're at your most comfortable and relaxed because you don't have pressure to perform for anyone. And you're just kind of on your own and you can move at your own pace that you're comfortable with. And yeah, I would say that absolutely explore solo. Such brilliant advice. Cause I was going to say, totally the opposite which is why you're here bobby uh because i was going to say oh just ask the other person what they like and try a bit of that and experiment but actually explore solo in the privacy and and quiet and calm of your own situation i love that also you're saying that you don't have time to use sex toys because that's sort of how i would file it like i've never used a sex toy and that's i would sort of file it under i ain't got time for that and it's like why you know yeah and i've actually to your point what you were saying about like um kind of doing what your partner likes i find that something i learned over my career was um learning what you like yourself and communicating that to your partner is the most effective way of getting what you want because they're not mind readers and everybody's Mm. different do you know what i mean so like when you know what you like and you can communicate to that partner and it doesn't have to be like 
do this, do this. It could be nonverbal where you're just kind of maybe moaning a little bit louder or you're, you know, yes. you're giving them cues yes. that you're enjoying it, you know, like, you know, you're arching your back more or things like that, you know? Yeah, it's subtle stuff that's great because you don't want to discourage someone when they're putting themselves out there in a sexual situation with you, you know, and it's very kind of subtle how you can communicate that stuff, but communicate you do have to do. And yeah. it's, it, it's so funny because like, in work, it's really funny that lawyer said, you know, I have no problem expressing it in work. And I do think that's I definitely for me, I've always had a huge divide between being able to like, I've never struggled in work, but I have struggled at home in other things. And I'm not talking just about sex, like often the way I'm able to operate easily in work cannot can be very different at home or in relationships. But with work, I always have this thing where I'm like, always checking with myself, like, no one's in my head so have I let people know what's in my head have I put it outside yet or have I kept it in there thinking it is out there you know and often I'm like ah I haven't the reason we're having trouble here is I haven't explained myself properly but when it comes to sex you're like oh I can't do that and actually you really really can but you just got to find the tools to do it yeah and even in my personal experience you know I was um I get very confidently right about sex but there was a point where me having sex, I felt this ridiculous pressure because it's like this person's expecting me to be like the yeah. like a sex god. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, sure, I study sex for a living, so that I know how things work. But I might not be doing things how you like because sex is so subjective that you're gonna have to tell me. Still, you know, like I'm not a mind reader. No one's yeah. a mind reader. So like the communication is. It can be awkward, but like I said, it can be nonverbal either. You could just kind of like get lead them with sounds or body mm. language and things like that. Yeah, fantastic. That's the end of part one with Bobby. I'm loving this chat. I know that you are too. Maybe I've got a pen and paper out because it's just it's all pure information. Part two's on the feed. Go find it, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.